Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. It's your boy K Troll on the mic today. Excited to be here. I am joined as always by the Luigi to my Mario. It's a me, Mario. It's a me, Mario. Ethan Gelfan, E, what's happening? It's not fair. Like, Luigi doesn't have a cool catchphrase. Like, it's a me. Because if it is, it's a me, Luigi. It's like, oh, you're just following. You just copied Mario. Again. You know, yeah. I just put on my same overalls with a different undershirt. It's cool. Don't worry about it. I have my mansion, though. That mansion. He does have his mansion. I was going to say that. Does yeah, don't take ghosts. that away from him. And he also, he often says, uh, Luigi time. Yeah, that's lame. Like, I don't want to say it. Luigi time. No. Like, it's a me, Mario. Like, oh, yes, it is you, Mario. And let's do what you're doing. But Luigi time. No one cares that it's Luigi time. Okay. Wow. Harsh. Would you yeah. rather be uh, Princess Peach or Toad or who do you want to be? Golly. No, I'm, I'm good with Luigi. I'm going to come out of that shadow and show what Luigi's all about. <laughs> I'm gonna, maybe by the end of the episode, I'll have a great catchphrase. I always liked Luigi. I don't know if it was the underdog story or if it was the <laughs> green and blue color patterns. I don't know. I was always a Luigi fan. Yeah. Maybe because he was taller. So yeah, like, ha ha, got it. He did become taller starting in uh, Mario 2. Mario 2, the super weird Mario that was not an actual Mario game. <laughs> Can we talk about Mario 2 for a second? Because Ugh. honestly, it's like whoever came up with that one, I think was on mushrooms, like real mushrooms, not like the magic mushrooms that make you bigger. Um, it was just so weird. And uh, I was telling you this like a few months back. I've been taking out my old game consoles uh, to show the kids like old school video games and kind of get them started on to see how they could do. So I brought out my old school Nintendo. When I say old school Nintendo, it's the legit original one, not the one you can buy with oh, preloaded 30 games on it. Like, no, this was I still had the cartridges blow on it, shove it in. And so we did Mario one. That was fun. They were OK at it. I was like, you know, what? I, wanna, I don't remember Mario two that much. I want to play it just to see what I can do. Oh, my gosh. It is so bad. Like, it's just it's just a completely different game. It was a different game. You know, it was, it was not a Mario. It was not created to be Mario, right? I mean, what they, was it supposed they to be? Rebranded it. Just some tra- Japanese game. I can't I can't pronounce, but it, it's <laughs> something Doki Doki something. But it was um there was I guess there was like some festival or some series of shows that had a bunch of characters that they incorporated into that game, and then like Mario made a Mario two. I was just reading about this. Mario made a Mario two. But it was basically Mario 1, but just with harder levels and some different effects. And they okay. decided like it was not going to be that successful. Yeah, it was too similar yeah. and and yet also kind of too hard. Okay. And so they're like, well, shoot, we got to scramble Let's and just find something different. Work the artwork. And so, yeah, I mean, I, that, that game was made by Nintendo as well. And they're like, hey, we're just going to we're going to change these characters to be the Mario characters. But they're going to have like the same abilities. So like, you know, like Princess could like kind of fly and yeah, she would bit. float down She would float, you know. Uh, it was weird stuff. And that's Luigi was taller. Yep. So it got incorporated. Well, and so like it had a completely different storyline and everything to it, which is why you have weird stuff like weird stuff. Like those little Goomba guys are, were not Goombas. They were something else. You know, no. you, you had Birdo who was yeah. like, what the, the weirdest character ever. Birdo. She would shoot eggs at you. Then you had to like jump on the egg and throw it back at her. But it had like this weird circle belt. It was so, uh, yeah. Then you got that like that little orb, and you could go through that eagle's mouth or whatever that. Well, thing that's was. how like, you get to the end of the level. You had to get the orb out of the belly. Yeah, and like, why is it an eagle? There was what a no weird, eagle. Why, why is an eagle's mouth open, and you walk through the door like that's such a weird thing? And you then it closes. Potions. You would drop potions on the ground, and doors was, would appear. Right, and they would go into this upside down, basically a Stranger Things upside down, where everything's dark. It's like, wait, am I supposed to be here? Can I get out? But sometimes there'd be like a mushroom there. And you're yeah. always digging stuff out of the ground. Yeah, you're picking out turnips and stuff. Like, <laughs> such a I weird mean, game. I guess the one kind of saving grace for it was that was kind of the first time where you could choose a character. So that was kind of cool. True. It's like, ooh, I'll be Mario, Luigi, Toad, or Princess Peach. True. But I really think 
they were on shrooms because again, the upside down place was the one that got me. <laughs> How about those little, those little sun guys that would like follow you, that would like chase you down. I guess they were sort of like booze used to be. I thought that was in Mario three. I always remember no. that in Mario three. It started, it started in, two? in Mario two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess they kept it going in three and then, yeah, like you had to go jump and get a key and then you go back in the oh, door the and then like the, the, the sun and moon guys would come worst. after you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Now I already know what you're talking about. I was picturing more of like the legit desert sun in Mario 3, but now no. I know what you're talking about the yeah. sun and the moon. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, yeah, they would chase you down multiple levels. You had to dig through like the sand. It was uh, kind of like Dig Dug and then the guys would come down on different levels. So <laughs> bad. It was weird, man. So weird. It was a weird game. Uh, entertaining probably at this point I would have thought to go back and play it but if you say it sucked then no definitely not worth to go back and play Mario 1 was because I was like wow this actually is legit hard I could not uh, first of all always got to use those warp or go to the warp zones the best part Uh, so I'd always (laughs) get to like level 5 but then after that it's hard man and in game like these are the first games you came out and you can't save you don't have continues (laughs) you just got to play it all the way through I don't know how I did that as a kid you legitimately have to give yourself two, three hours. I thought your world progress saved. Did it not? Not in the first one. No. So you just got to go straight through. You just got to play it the whole way. And you get three lives. Like if you die, that's it. (laughs) Three lives. No continues. But if you get a hundred coins and you get a life, but anyway, that's true. Maybe we were just better then. We were just probably just better at games. Yes. Jeez. You've probably already seen it. Like my kids are already beating me at games and I'm like, I was decent at video games. And my kids are like seven and they're beating me. Like it. Yeah. I don't know. The dexterity, man. Those little controllers now. I'm sure they're everything's so much smaller. Yeah, well, you guys got a switch, right? Those little we controllers are tiny. Yeah, I, mean, I, I kind of like just dab on it with my little pinky <laughs> fingers. Like it's awful. Yeah, we were playing Mario Kart, and my hands legit got cramped at the end. So I'm like, ow! <laughs> I can't hold. I can't hold an item behind me in Mario Kart. Right? Like, I can't. That little, button, that little left button is so small, and you got to hold like, the joystick. And I'm back. trying to hold the joystick. I'm like, this is this doesn't work. You get carpal tunnel afterward. I'm yeah. now officially just a hook hand. There you, there you are. <laughs> this is literally have to tell you how you have to hold your hands just to hold an item behind. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of wild, how about the NFL this week? Ugh, I don't know if wild is a good word or just gross. I think it, was it was just awful. gross. <laughs> it was awful. Woof. This is yeah. a bad week. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about this week's. Games, we'll talk about the cheese segment, we'll do some blind resumes, got some waiver wire targets, and then we'll recap the Yahoo League as well. But golly, around the league, uh, the games were bad. The the teams that lost were shot. I mean, the Cowboys lost to Denver. The Saints lost to the Falcons without Calvin Ridley. Falcons are great. You called it. I know. The (laughs) Bills lost to the Jags (laughs) 9-6. to I mean, whoa. Yeah, but the best part of that game was Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. Josh Allen... (laughs) dominated josh allen <laughs> yes he did uh the raiders lost to the giants the Bengals got absolutely smoked by Smoke the browns i mean just god it was weird man just a yeah. weird week yeah it was just gross and i and mean the, your titans completely dominating the rams so i mean we some of us saw that coming that was obvious <laughs> he totally saw it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah that would i guess a lot of people would say that was like an absolute crazy upset as well yeah. um Jeez, it was just weird. And it translated, this is the, the worst part of all. Like, not only were these terrible games and like good, really good teams like lost and all that, they lost terribly. They lost in really poor fact. Like the, the Cowboys basically got shut out. Oh, it was it's 30 to nothing. Garbage time touchdowns at the <laughs> very end yeah. that salvaged Dax Day, but didn't help anybody else. No. Um, they, they freaking the Bills, six points. You're not getting much out of them either, right? So uh, fantasy scores in all of my leagues everything were was way down. down. Everything yeah. was down, you know? No one met wild. their projection. It was just bizarre. It was bad. It was real bad. Um, let's hit some injuries real quick because there were also a few of those that mm. were relatively notable. Um, before the game, I was surprised by this. In Miami, two guys got scratched. Devontae Parker goes to IR. Like yeah. Not only did he just miss the game, he's like, nah, he's, he's out for three weeks. I had him in our daily fantasy, man, and I did not take him out. Happens, right? Ugh. Happens to the best of us. Hunting trip. Tua was a late <laughs> scratch as well. Middle fingers broken or something. I don't know. Like they're like, oh yeah, he can't play today. And we're like, well, uh, huh? Yeah. Well, I was uh I was in the car with my brother in law Kyle, who you have now spoken with, and um 
we were just quickly looking at it before the games were starting because we were in the car. It was like 1230. I was like, dude, he picked up Tua because he has Aaron Rodgers who had COVID. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, Tua just broke his finger. He's not starting. <laughs> He's like, what? So he had to quickly scramble to pick up a quarterback. Luckily, he got Kirk Cousins who ended up having a decent game. Um, but yeah, just that Tua was such a late notice. And not that he was yeah. out. It's just that he wasn't starting. That's oh yeah, he dressed for emergency, right? That's yeah. true. That's true. He was there in case he needed to throw his left hand or just yep. hand it off. I don't know. That's true. He was technically in the game. Um, that was weird. I had to uh, for Aaron Rodgers as well. I'd been recommending him all over Facebook and the different solid. fantasy groups I'm in. I was like, hey, I think two is a great option. Tua, Tua, Tua. It was like, ooh, pivot. Got somebody else. <laughs> um, Zeke left the game with a knee bruise, but he came back in. So. Tony Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding on to this guy all year, baby. Come on. I know. I know. Well, what's funny is I've got Alexander Madison and you've got Dalvin Cook. So, like, we yeah. have each other's backups. And before the games yesterday, I literally was thinking, or Sunday, I was thinking, you know, maybe I should just offer Ethan a trade straight up Madison for Pollard. But then I was like, ah, but you know, Dalvin's always hurt. Like, I, yeah. I think I've got the better back. You have the better, the better backup because, like, Madison can play. And when he gets to play, he balls out. And then, you know, Zeke goes down. And I'm like, no. Offer no! <laughs> <laughs> trade. Ethan didn't see it yet. Let me offer this. Yeah, right hurry up. <laughs> hey, get, uh, let's just trade backups. A good idea? Good yeah, idea. Let's, let's just do accept. It. All right, deal. Yeah. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. So, uh, <laughs> thankfully, he came back in the game. I guess he's fine. I think he'll, I think he'll be fine, but maybe pretty nervous. That's for sure. Um, Chase Edmonds left the game with a high ankle sprain in first quarter. And, that's actually a pretty legit injury. I mean, that's typically like four yeah, to six weeks. That's, that's not, not good, good for guys. So he's probably headed to IR. James Conner went off Yikes. in his absence. No kidding. You know, everyone called that. Uh, Eno Benjamin <laughs> got some run as well. He's a rookie out of Arizona State. He looked good, actually. So that backfield's going to look very different for the next few weeks. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Patriots running backs, uh, two of them left with head injuries. Ramondre Stevenson, Damon Harris. It's all right. They um, have six more they're going to play anyway, so it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. <laughs> we got J.J. Taylor, J. J. Or Taylor whatever, Brandon, uh, Brandon Bolden. Uh, I'm sure they'll trade for Rex Burkhead and get him back. <laughs> he seemed to always be in the mix. So, yeah, those guys, uh, stay tuned on those. We don't know if they're going to be out or not. That's, that's slightly, it doesn't something. matter. Only if you're a Damien Harris owner. If you're a Damien Harris owner, that's really it. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence left and came back. He had a low ankle sprain. Looked like the x-rays sounded fine. So uh, probably not an issue there. Not that you're starting him, but it does impact some of the pass catchers. Zach Moss left with a concussion. If he's got to sit, Devin Singletary becomes hey, relevant again. I had to play Devin Singletary last week with all the injuries and buys. I had to sneak Singletary into my flex. He got me, I think, 12 points, which is fine. I'll take. He played that great. Him. No, he he might have gotten 15, and I don't wouldn't say you had to play him because I believe that was a listener. It was my a flex listener. question. That's and true. You were. You were convinced to him play him. And, oh yeah, it was between him and Rondell Moore, and I had to. I listened to the to the listeners, and they told me Devin. So boom, and he got a W as well. So yeah. there you go. Uh, Kyler and DeAndre both missed the Arizona game. I didn't see both of them missing, but I guess there was more talk leading up to the game that might happen. Colt McCoy came in and looked fine. Uh, did plenty to crush the 49ers. Which yeah. didn't, didn't see that coming without their two stars. Um, so and with the Rams and Cowboys both losing this week. I mean, there's, there's no need to rush little, those guys back. You know, it no, gives them a little breathing room. Yeah, a little cushion for that one buy in the playoffs now. I know. I know. So there's a chance you could see one of those guys or both of them sit again. Um, please, please not DeAndre. Even though, well, I mean, they've basically been saying he's been playing hurt the past four weeks. And uh, I think they were saying Cl- uh, Cliff Kingsbury had to basically tell or was trying to convince DeAndre not to play in the previous week, but he just kept going out there. He's like, oh, great. There he goes. There he goes. And he's running on the field. And I can't, he's, he's fast. I can't stop. <laughs> he's big. So I guess in that case, honestly, you sort of hope they'll sit him. Right? I and just get just right. Get healthy. And so I guess one more week or two more weeks or whatever. Like at least you'll have him fully healthy. If he hasn't mm-hmm. been healthy in four weeks, you've been getting half DeAndre Hopkins, which is fine, but not great. Not great. And they're playing Carolina next week, who's a complete dumpster fire. I don't know. I, if I'm the Cardinals and there's still some lingering injury issue, I'm Sit sitting him. both those guys if I got to. Sit them. Without I'm hesitation. A, I'm also going against Towel, who has Kyler, so sit him. I sit him. Sit him. Sit him all. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, this was just sort of like housekeeping, really, but the Falcons added Calvin Ridley to their non-football IR, so he is out at least two more weeks. He missed this week, obviously. We don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back, but right. you know it's not going to be for the next two weeks at least. Stash him if you got that IR slot. Yeah. Yeah, just stash him for now. I wouldn't I wouldn't drop him unless you absolutely had to. Uh, so we talked about the Titans whooping that ass Man. on Sunday Night Football. That was a highlight for me, at least. Well, um, it's it's kind of weird, too, because even the Titans' offense wasn't great. I mean, 
Tannehill was okay. You know, AJ Brown was banged up, only had a few receptions. Uh, the running game wasn't, I mean, Peterson had what I think the most carries at 10 or 11, but it's not like they really got going in the running game. They just had it, their defense is the thing that stepped up, man. My gosh. Yeah. yeah they they answered the it. call. Yeah. I don't know if that's, uh, they've got, they have some talent on defense for sure. And they I do. think they're, they've, they've gotten a lot of ridicule about just getting smoked in the secondary in particular. And Kevin Byard, he's, he's been an all pro before, so he's a really good safety. So there's, there's no surprise that he would come out and play, but they're getting some good play out of their young corners too. Um, they have, they got to the quarterback. I mean, gosh, they were, Jeffrey Simmons was all, all up in Matthew Stafford's grill the entire I mean, game. They had five sacks and he alone had three of them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he is a, he's a monster of a man. Um, so they just, yeah, they, they pressured Stafford. It sort of reminded me of the old Brady game plans that people used to like, Hey, just bull rush him up mm-hmm. the middle. And if he, he's probably not going to make it out of the pocket. And if he does, you can chase him down. And it kind of, it seemed to affect Stafford. For sure. Yeah, he was a little rattled. He's like, am I back in Detroit? Crap. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts again. You Patriots. Yes. <laughs> 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 three times. <laughs> we knew that was coming. Let's be honest. I think he's going to need to fake injuries every time he plays New England from now yeah, on. He's done. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I think he's about to get benched as well. Um, not that P.J. Walker is that much better. I but say. You know what? If you give him time to prepare and be a starter, he's been okay in the past. I, I think I was listening to ES- I was listening to ESPN yesterday, and uh, they were saying it's like, well, we can officially say that the Jets don't ruin quarterbacks. They're just <laughs> yeah, it's not, not good their at, fault. They're just not good at picking them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's not entirely their fault. I'll tell you what. Uh, Cam Newton's still available. Maybe they want to try and rekindle that old flame. <laughs> Cam's <laughs> like, nah. back in. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty funny. Um, so wide receiver was a total wasteland this week as well. Mm-hmm. I was looking through the. Uh, the stars of the week and holy cow, Keelan Cole, who's on the jets. Now he was a former Jaguars, like <laughs> third receiver. All right. He was a top 25 guy with five catches for 66 yards, 11.6 PPR points. That's a top 25 receiver this week. Yikes. Woof. Only three receivers went over hundred yards. That's by far the lowest. And then George Kittle and Correa Patterson also went over hundred. So Thank five you, total George. players. Finally, still, George, you're back. You got me a touchdown and 100 yards. Back. Holy moly. He looked awesome, right? Yes, he he looked awesome. So um, that's that's the worst wide receiver week of that the season bad. so far, by far. I mean, I was looking back at other weeks, and it was like 8 to 15 guys would get over 100. And we had three this week. I mean, just awful. Um, Kittle's back. You mentioned that. Kittle, Kelsey, and Waller all performed this week, at least mm-hmm. rankings-wise. They finished as three of the top four, which was good to see. Finally see them all three back up there. Yeah, my boy Fryer Muth, of course, was the other top four tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Two touchdowns will do it for you. That'll I know. I know. Um, the stud running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, they all returned that first, second round value. And otherwise, running back was also a wasteland. Yeah, so freaking. Top guys not performing. Dalvin Cook, within the in the first quarter, has a 60-yard run and then I think had 20 yards the rest of the game. Good job, Dalvin. Thanks Great a lot. Dalvin. And of course, Kirk Cousins is the one who sneaks it in on the one-yard line. Not good. <laughs> great great there was a stretch in uh washington i think where kirk cousins would get like five or six touchdowns a year it was like a weird <laughs> stat where you're kind of like huh <laughs> why and they weren't just sneaks though either but yeah that, that sucked uh miles gaskin i thought this was funny 20 gaskin. carries 34 yards <laughs> <laughs> that's my man right there <laughs> i mean i actually think he's a good back truthfully but I feel like you or I could get 34 yards on 20 carries. I don't know. Just kind of accidentally tripping through the whole. If the line will block literally at all, I can fall hey, before getting contact. He also got me a touchdown though, too. So I can't be too mad at him. You can't be too mad. That's true. Uh, big news outside of the games. OBJ was waived from the Browns. Uh, teams have until four o'clock Eastern today to claim him off of waivers. If they want him, if they do get him off waivers, they owe him that big $7 million contract. If no one claims him, if he becomes a free agent, gets to kind of pick where he goes and sign a new deal. So, right. well, the that's whole, an interesting story to watch. Did you hear the whole drama with him though? Like how they had to restructure his deal because he basically wanted it so that the really crappy teams couldn't claim him. So, like for example, the Lions obviously have the first uh, waiver claim because they are the worst team. Yes. But he they re- he made it structured so that because he obviously wants to go to a playoff contender and he wants to dictate it that way. So they originally when they were going to waive him they had something that only it was like three or four million would have counted against whoever's salary cap but he had it restructured so it'd be like the full seven so it kind of limit that 
that choice. He's he's kind of becoming a dick. I mean, I kind of becoming. He's always been one. He's just been really good and showing it. I mean, I don't know if he was like a dick early on. I guess you didn't really see that side. He was such a baller. I mean, people. I've seen a lot of people completely hating on him, being like, he had that one big catch or whatever. Like, no, he had three years in a row of double digit touchdowns and thirteen hundred yards. The guy was a freak. He was a stud receiver. All right, but. He's been terrible in Cleveland, bad fit all around. I don't know that he's done, but he might be. And he's turned into a dick. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Where do you think he lands? Any idea? Any any guess? I was going to say, I can see it. Can you imagine if he goes to Green Bay? Oh, like, God. That's my worry, is that he's going to go to Green Bay. I also saw that Seattle might claim him. With Russell coming back, him, DK, and Tyler. I, I mean, mean could, that's I know a lot of mouths to feed. I don't know. It is. Uh but I could really see. I mean, hell, Patriots have an outside chance just because they need a deep threat. You know, they <laughs> they need a receiver. <laughs> we need that threat. Yeah, they have. And now Jacoby shoot. Myers and Kendrick Bourne are their top two receivers. With right the now. Bills struggling, they're a game behind for the AFC East. So I know I'm just being the homer here, but it would make sense to do not the a bad spot. Sure. I think they've got money, and they also tend to bank these big signings like this. I wouldn't be shocked by that. I don't think that's a good fit, honestly. But yeah, it's probably not. But hey, I can I can dream. I haven't had a big name since Randy Moss, so come on. You had Antonio Brown for a game. <laughs> it was a great game. He got a touchdown. <laughs> he did get a touchdown. <laughs> um, and last last point I was going to make is don't look now, but I'm not officially allowed to say this, but Justin Fields has two straight top ten <laughs> weeks at quarterback. <laughs> All right, two straight top ten weeks. All right, just mentioning that. Just he looked pretty good last. I mean, he that game up, last night was really first, entertaining. All right, the first half he looked trash. I mean, the Bears looked trash. Um, they, they were. It was again the first half. The Steelers were living in the backfield. Yeah, they you were. Know? Um, um, TJ Watt had three sacks last night as well. I think so. He was just all up, all over him. I mean, it was encouraging to see him lead that what you thought was going to be the game winning drive. Um, yeah, but, that was a good drive. He made some nice deep ball. Deep throws looked mm-hmm. really good again. He also checked down when he needed, needed to. David Montgomery looked good coming back. He did. Even though he was like kind of on a pitch count, I thought, but he looked good. He looked strong. And um, he, I mean, I think Fields even had him in a position. They would have to kick a 66 yard field goal. But I mean, he was, he moved the ball down the field in that mm-hmm. very final drive with 27 seconds left, no timeouts. Did a pretty good job of getting them at least a chance. And uh, Santos just didn't have the leg for it, but. I mean, it was pretty damn short, <laughs> but it was, it was a 65 yarder. <laughs> I agreed uh, last night with Steve Levy said it. He's like, oh, I think it hit the crossbar. Like it looked like it from from, from our view. I right. was like, oh, did that hit the crossbar and bounce back? No, it was like eight yards short. <laughs> yeah, it barely reached the end zone. <laughs> like, I was not like, even oh. close. <laughs> not even close. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought Fields, honestly, I thought it looked good. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Let's move on to the cheese segment. That's all I'm going to say about Justin. (laughs) Let's move on to the cheese segment. We're going to talk about a couple of players here, and we're going to either spread the cheese, meaning we love them. We're going to fold in the cheese, meaning we're not sure if we're buying it. We're going to see, want to see more. Or we're cutting the cheese. This is garbage. Fake news. All right. Why don't you go first here? I'll give you Deshaun Jackson, signed by the Raiders. Kind of fills that Henry Ruggs role. What do you think? Man, I'm, I'm cutting on Deshaun. I mean... It would have been, a, I felt like that was a great fit for him in Los Angeles. You know, you got Cooper Cup, you got Robert Woods, and uh, he could be that sneaky deep threat. And he just could not, he had that one game, and we always said, don't bite. And we didn't bite, and we saw why. So now he's coming to Las Vegas, which is not as good a quarterback. Carr is good, but not as good as Matthew Stafford. The offense isn't as rock solid. Um, so no, I just, I don't see him making a big impact. I, again, he might hit you one or two games this, the rest of the year that he has, you know, about two catches for 70 yards, but I don't see him being uh fantasy relevant. So I am cutting. I, I mostly agree with that. I was, I was going to say cutting as well. The only thing that kind of gives me a little bit of pause is his concern with LA was that he wasn't involved enough and he's not like, he's been a boom bust guy for years now. I mean, it's been a decade since he was involved a lot. Consistent. You know? Yeah. So like, I'm not, he, he went, he wanted to go to a team that would involve him more. So I guess the Raiders told him that he could be like a consistent threat. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's got that in him anymore. Yeah. Because the Raiders are the uh, picture of integrity right now. That's true. <laughs> and also like they haven't had a consistent threat no. in the in wide receiver in, in a long time, you know? So I think they're they're They run through Waller and then they just spread it around, mm-hmm. you know, they got too many other guys. So I'm also cutting this. But 
I mean, there's a there's a chance, but I just don't think so. No way. Don't bite, Kim. Come on. I'm not gonna bite. I don't. I don't need to bite on that. Oh, I don't need to bite. I'm too deep. Uh, luxury. I am too good with my mahogany smelling books. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we're going to your neck of the woods, the Titans' backfield. What are you thinking about this? What are you cutting? What are you folding? What are you What are you spreading on? Or any of them? I mean, there were three running backs who basically shared the workload pretty evenly. Obviously, we talked about AP getting the most carries, but it wasn't very effective or efficient. Um, so, what do you think? What do you What are you feeling here with this backfield? This played out mostly like I thought it would, with the exception of Deontay Foreman got a little more run than I expected. And AP got the early down work and looked sluggish and slow. Yeah. Not surprising. And he'll, he'll probably get better as the season moves on. And the Rams have a good defense or whatever, but yeah. he's never going to be. He's probably capping out around 50, 60 yards a game. All right. But he fell into the end zone, just he like we talked well. about. And he's going to do that as well. So he's going to be usable as a flex. McNichols looked good as a runner and as a pass catcher. And I think he's got about the same usage every game. Mm-hmm. Three or four catches, probably 20 to 40 yards and probably five to 10 carries as well. Deontay Foreman, in my opinion, looked like the best running back. That guy had bursts coming through the line. He ran hard. He he runs as a punisher. I, I liked what I saw to him. I don't know that they're going to feed him any more than they did last night uh, on Sunday night. Right. But I liked him. I got to fold it for now, but I, I honestly think it, it played out kind of like I thought, you know, with AP and McNichols. They just got a little extra run out of Foreman. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it from a straight, non-fantasy standpoint i would definitely fold just because i think they can find a rotation that works find you know the workload for you know as you said for foreman he's kind of the bigger bruisier guy but for fantasy wise i gotta cut this it's just it's there's no true viable option at this point i mean yes adrian peterson fell into the end zone but he too is going to be so streaky until you got to wait a few games just to see what's going to happen who's going to be the most consistent option so fantasy wise i view this as a, a poor man's Patriots backfield, which is already impossible to predict. And so I just kind of, not that I'm saying the players are worse. I'm just saying based on the rotation and seeing who's going to be the front runner. So fantasy wise, I got to cut this Titans backfield just because you never know. It's starting to look like the Eagles backfield. It's going to be Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Cam Cannell. Who the hell knows? This time it was freaking Jordan Howard again. So, so yeah, I actually think it's kind of a rich man's Houston backfield as well. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go real like that's fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Glass half full. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I think you're going to get seven to 12 points out of AP and McNichols pretty consistently. And if that's what you need, they're usable. Right. It's not a lot. And and I don't think you're even, I'm not even sure you're ever going to get a game where you get 20 out of any of them. You know, AP might get two touchdowns, but he'd probably have 40 yards, 16 points. I don't know you're going to get a lot. So, yeah, I'm with you. I hear you. Okay. How about Devontae Freeman in Baltimore? This is a kind of a weird one, right? I know this you're going to roll your eyes. 13 carries for 79 yards. He had a short receiving touchdown this week as well. He's scored in three straight weeks. It sounds like, you know, the Crypt Keeper brought him back from the dead or something, but... I don't know, three straight weeks of double-digit points. You can't deny that. You can't. And it's funny. This is going to sound so weird, but, you know, I'm folding with the of leaning of spreading. And with the only reason being, it's just like you have to respect what he's doing and you have to fantasy-wise respect that he could be a viable option, whether it be with bye weeks or injuries. You're going to want to have him there because he's a very viable fill-in. I have him in another league and I, I put him in there and he did me just fine and I got the win because of it. So I'm, I'm folding the spreading because you should at least have him on your bench so someone else doesn't fill him in and screw you over when you play him. Um, yeah. He's not obviously like a top 20 starter, but he's a perfect fill-in. So I'm, I'm folding the spreading for that reason alone. Yeah, there's enough injuries and bye weeks and players that have duds and messed up backfields. He's at least getting the work. I completely agree with everything you just said. Folding and spreading. I'm, I'm in on that. Word. Uh, okay, I, I accidentally teased it, but we're talking about the Philly backfield again. Uh, so Jordan Howard seems to be the guy. What do you feel about him slash Boston Scott? Are we just assuming Kenneth Gainwell has left to the building? Uh, and then what about when Miles Sanders comes back? So what, yeah. what's going on here, man? This one's frustrating, and it... Yeah, it, to your point, it's kind of like the Titans backfield. I do think these guys have got a little more burst, each one, and a little more potential. But they, the, the coaches are saying they need to get Howard more involved permanently. That that concerned me the most because wow. I thought Boston Scott ran the ball well last week and deserved to continue being the lead back. He looked better than Howard last week, even though they both mm-hmm. had two touchdowns. This week, they gave Howard the bulk of the work with 17 carries. Boston Scott had 10. And Howard, he ran 
decently. I mean, he got about four yards of carry. It was fine. But they're like, oh, yeah, he needs to be more of a workhorse for us. Even when Miles Sanders comes back, we need to get him more involved. So I'm like, okay. This is what's so annoying and so frustrating. Sorry, I'll let you finish. No, it is. I agree. When you have like four guys and and like the eye test tells the viewer one thing and the coaches are all in on some of some of that's like contracts probably. Right. Draft capital, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of politics in there that 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 matter. But I think you have to at least fold it with him because of what the coaches are saying and what they showed this week. He's getting the bulk of the carries and probably will next week over Boston Scott, even when he's not super duper effective. They're still splitting work, so Boston Scott's still playable. But it looks like Howard is going to be the lead back next week with Sanders still out. And then when Sanders comes back, it may be Sanders and Howard instead of Sanders and Gainwell. You know. So which one are you doing? I'm folding. You're folding. But okay. I think I, I, sort of similar to Freeman. Like if yeah. you need a if you need a spot start next week, I think he's completely legitimate. No, yeah, it's it's a folding for the exact same reason as you said, and it's just it's so weird what they're doing with their backfield. You can't Miles Sanders can't buy a rush attempt, and now they're like, oh, let's just give it to the guy we signed off our practice squad. Let's, we just elevated him. Let's give him all the reps. So yeah, I mean he's definitely a fold, and you got to have him on the bench as a good fill in. Um, so yeah, it's just so bizarre what they're doing in Philly. And I'm worried because I have Miles Sanders, so I don't know what's going to happen to him when he comes back. He already wasn't getting the touches, and now if they want to get Jordan Howard more involved, yikes. So You know what, though? The one good thing I'd say about Miles Sanders is at least they've run the ball like 30 times two weeks true. in a row here. So even if he doesn't get full workhorse run, He'll he's get. at least going to get probably 15 carries, which is triple what he was getting yeah, no kidding. <laughs> prior to his injury. So you can't hate that. Uh, at least they've kind of unlocked that part of their offense. All right, we had Elijah Moore going off on Thursday Night Football. He's had double-digit fantasy points in three straight weeks. He was wide receiver one this week. Do you think this is a Mike White phenomenon, or do you think this is a rookie who's kind of progressing? What do you think? Um, I think it definitely has to do a bit with the Mike White phenomenon just because you know when you're the new guy coming in, you're seeing who you don't know who you're going to mesh with. You don't know who you're going to have chemistry with yet. So I think Elijah Moore has kind of turned into his guy. Uh, you know, you kind of see that with Pat Freermuth. He's really kind of come out as he's going to be uh, Roethlisberger's go-to guy on the within the in the red zone. You know, he's looking for him, and I think Elijah Moore is like, hey, you and I need to keep doing this. Granted, it was uh, Johnson a lot in the in the Colts game, but still. Yeah. Um, so shoot, I mean, with Zach Wilson gone. For the next uh, few weeks here, I think Elijah Moore is definitely worth a look, definitely worth uh, a fold for me for right now, just because you cannot deny what he's done the last three weeks. And he's gotten the targets. He's making, he's, he was eight targets. He made seven catches last week. And I mean, you can't deny that. And this is with backup quarterbacks. And yes, he is a rookie. He had um, high hopes coming out, didn't really show it in the beginning, but he's kind of coming into his own. So I, I got a fold on him with a, with a hopeful look at it. I think we were both pretty high on this guy. Yeah, like we were. Pre-draft, and we thought this was a great late-round sleeper pick. Not sleeper. like People knew about him. It's not like we were the only guys on him. But a late-round flyer to take on like a rookie receiver. He was one of my favorites because of what he did at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. It took him a little while to get going, and he and Zach Wilson have not totally been on the same page all season. He's had some injuries as well. If Mike White starts next week, I'm spreading the cheese on this guy. Fire him up. Let's go. If yeah. Mike White doesn't start and Zach Wilson happens to be back, which they're not committing to him being out, but – if Zach Wilson's back, I'm folding, but I still think he's a good stash because I think he could come on late season. And I think I think it's a combination of better quarterback play, but also a rookie kind of getting his his sea legs under him, you know? Yeah. So okay. I think there's uh there's there's something there. So your boy Mike White, you are spreading Zach Wilson folding. Correct. Got it. Okay. No, I like that. Um I wanted the Patriots to draft him. I was really pissed when they kept passing on him. Um I was then I was even more pissed that the freaking Jets got him. But anyway, I wanted the Titans to draft him instead of next to AJ said, Brown. You don't want to trade Julio. I like Julio just fine, but, <laughs> but I would rather have Julio. Yeah, I would rather have this dude. All right, final thing. This is kind of an interesting one. It's a different take. This is just teams. Um, are the Chiefs and the Bills broken? Are they still contenders? Have people figured out Patty Mahomes? Are the Bills not as good as we thought they were? What what's going on? This is a tough one, man. The Bills specifically have laid an egg a couple of times. The Chiefs, there's like all this narrative about, oh, if you play this cover two shell defense, then all of a sudden they have to dink and dunk and that's not their game and they they struggle and they can't run the ball very well. Neither of these teams run the ball all that well. Uh, the Bills have come out and just looked super flat a couple of times. And so I don't know if that's a motivation thing, if that's they got hype and they got kind of in their heads about the hype. 
Um, maybe they're just saving it, saving their best football for later. I don't really know, but it makes me nervous for both of them. And I mean, I don't, I don't care. I don't have a dog in that fight, so I don't, right. really, I don't really care if they suck. Good. Uh, if they both suck, even better. It gives the Titans a better chance of making it. But I'm worried about, um, I'm worried about distractions in Kansas City, and they're getting in their own heads. Buffalo, I have more confidence will we'll right the ship, but to lose at Jacksonville is. Like at least Kansas City's pulling out wins, even yeah, though they're ugly. They're Buffalo out, yeah. losing to Jacksonville is a bad, bad loss. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I got to say fold the cheese on this, but I don't know. I mean, you can't cut either of these teams. You got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, right? You have Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, right? I mean, you can't cut these guys, right? You can't cut them. But that's, I mean, you just mentioned Mahomes and Allen. Shoot, Josh Allen, he had basically two big stat games this season. And other than that, he has not looked good. His completion percentage is way down. He's throwing more picks. I mean, it's – and then in Kansas City, you got Mahomes. Mahomes is having like three or four bad in a row. Exactly. They start off super hot. and then He's leading the league in interceptions. His decision-making just looks so terrible. Um, you know, people even calling Andy Reid making poor, uh, you know, game-time decisions and stuff like that. So it's tough when you have these literally – coming into the fantasy season, the number one and number two ranked quarterback, and they're both on the struggle bus. Um, and both, what's just so crazy to me is that both offenses have just looked so out of sync and so bad. Like Stefan Diggs, where are you? Um, as you mentioned, you know, Buffalo didn't have a, a running game to start with or haven't been utilizing it at all. So man, are they broken? You're right. You can't cut them with the amount of talent, but I am, I think I'd be folding to almost cutting the chiefs playoff for, uh, options as opposed to Buffalo only because Buffalo is in such a weak division, but man, don't look now. The Patriots could steal. They're only a game back. They still play them twice. So that, I think those are going to be some interesting games with Buffalo and new England. Yeah, that would be a, that would be an interesting story to see if new England steals a playoff berth from Buffalo and Buffalo gets shut out, you know, entirely because they could end up eight and nine or something, you know, and that's not enough. Yeah. Just there's, there's three, four teams in the AFC North that are trying to knock on the door. Right. So, the, the wild card is probably not an option in that division. No. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's it for the cheese segment. Appreciate you playing along. Let's move on to some blind resumes. Blind resumes. I've got two different sets here for you. You want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first this time because I think you went first okay. last week. So yeah. I liked I liked what you did last week, how you did um, last four weeks. I think that's a nice, a nice angle just because, as you said, as we get into, what are we, week nine in the season – uh, we're kind of seeing the same things. It's more kind of starting to unfold their whole, their whole, I guess you'd say, resume of work. So I like the whole four-week idea. So okay. I went with that. Okay. Um, all right, we're going to start with quarterbacks. So keep in mind, this is in the last four weeks, and these guys have played the um, same amount of games. Okay? Okay. So quarterback A has 866 yards for five touchdowns and three interceptions. This guy also has 22 rushes for 131 yards and one rushing touchdown. Okay. You got that? Okay. So that is quarterback A. Quarterback B has seven. Keep in mind also, uh, these guys have basically the same amount of fantasy points. It's within like one or two points. So that is not a, a factor. So quarterback B has 744 yards has six passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, six rushes for 35 yards, and one rushing touchdown. Hmm. These are both low yardage outputs, I'd say, for... Keep mine's four games, so I guess it's a little over 215. Just over 215 for the first guy, but under yeah. 200 for the second. That's true. Um, and touchdowns aren't a lot either. Five touchdowns in four games, six touchdowns in, in four games. Actually, I should have said these were it's in the last four weeks, but both of these guys had a buy. So they technically have done this in three games. So I'm sorry. I should have. Oh, this that. is three games. Yes. Last weeks. four weeks. But they they only played three games. OK, that oh, that is very different. OK. OK. Hmm. I mean, you're talking about. A more interception prone quarterback with number one, but more yardage, more rushing yardage, the rushing upside. I would go quarterback one here, even though he's got some picks, but I don't know. I I'd, I'd really go quarterback one, the two. Okay. So quarterback two, remember I had six touchdowns, no interceptions, but anyway, mm-hmm. quarterback two 
is Kirk Cousins. I almost literally said that before you said it. <laughs> I was thinking that could be Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's been taking care of the ball. Um, not flashy, flashy numbers by any means, but taking care of the ball and has solid output. And uh, quarterback one, we just talked about him, is Josh Allen. Hmm. I mean, at least he's getting the rushing yard, you know. And that's a lot of passing yards, too, for three games. Now, that, that ends up being, you know, like 275 I mean, or something. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot more. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So let me ask you this. And this is, I think, the new twist on blind resumes that I'm going to at least incorporate. Okay. Like, this may sound ridiculous. Who would you rather have rest of the season? Yeah, no. Kirk right. Cousins or Josh Allen, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's where... I think before we mention the names, you kind of got to go there because once again, that the name value is where it gets you and you're like, Oh, Josh Allen. Of course I want Josh Allen. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you would look at those numbers and the, the interception numbers would be a little uh, concerning, but again, a little different style with the running. So that's, I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't answer that. But I mean, again, bias of the name, you want Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the rushing upside still, I mean, it's it's hundred yards more rushing yeah. and hundred yards more passing too. I mean, you got more yards everywhere. The picks hurt you if you have negative. We have negative two points for picks in our league, so that hurts you. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, I got some running backs for you. Okay, we've got running back A, two hundred seventy-eight rushing yards. This is all season. Oh, okay. this is all season. Okay, all season. Yeah, got it. Two hundred seventy-eight rushing yards, two touchdowns, thirty-eight catches for four hundred and fifty-nine receiving yards, Damn. and five touchdowns. Holy cow. Both, uh, they're both going to be pretty heavy receiving backs. Five touchdowns. Uh, running back B, 289 rushing yards, three touchdowns on the ground, 47 catches for Jeez. 415 yards, and two touchdowns. Holy cow. Literally the exact sign of both. Wow. Only 200, not even 300 yards on the ground. That's kind of crazy. I believe these guys have both had their bye to my okay. knowledge. Yeah. Both had their bye. So they played eight games. Wow. I'm almost tempted to say, but I feel like he has more receiving yards that one of these is Cordero Patterson. But as I said, I, I feel like he has more receiving yards. Um, I mean, they're both. I'm tempted to go quarterback as uh, running back B. Um, mainly because of the higher uh, reception rate, just that he has more targets and more receptions. Um, mm-hmm. I know the other one has more touchdowns, but I want to go with the uh, guy who's getting more consistent looks. So I'm going to go with B. Okay. You were onto something. One of these is Cordero Patterson. Uh, running back A is Cordero Patterson. Okay. Okay. Which was not a huge surprise to me on the rushing totals. Running no. back B really surprised me on the rushing totals. This is DeAndre Swift. Really? I thought 289 rushing yards. I thought he low. had more. Yeah. I thought he had right. more rushing yards than that. I I figured that was a good receiving yards for him. That's on, on par. But yeah. man, I thought he had more yep. rushing. And he's he's still a top five, isn't he? I know he uh, had the bye this week, but oh, these guys yeah. are these guys are close to each other. Okay. Um I'll check and see exactly where they are. But what's interesting is of course Swift was drafted thirty first and Patterson right. undrafted, undrafted entirely. Yeah. I just, I felt like the, um, I feel like Patterson, you're kind of like, well, you got to love that you can play him in, in the wide receiver Both slot slots. as well, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's, uh, he's running back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to DeAndre Swift, running back nine. Oh, yeah. I think and there are nine points to different, nine prior, points to different. Prior to Swift's, well, the Lions goose egg against the uh, Eagles, he was top three. Um, yeah. Oh, he has been pretty much all season. Yeah. And then the bye. And Patterson's and been right up there too. Basically two bye weeks for him kind of hurt that standing, but you know. <laughs> would you rather have Patterson or Swift rest of the season? Man, I would rather have Swift just because um, no good reason. I just don't. <laughs> no good reason. Honestly, I just don't know uh, Cordero Patterson will keep it up, but he just keeps defying everybody. Keep it up. It's eight weeks, I man. know. And that's what's you just know crazy what I mean? to me. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I feel the same way as you do initially, but then I'm like, he's done it, it every up. week. Yeah. He had eight point seven points his first week, and he hasn't been below fourteen since then. I just feel like with Swift, the Lions are gonna realize, okay, we really just gotta hunker down and literally just focus on two or three guys, and he's clearly gonna be one of them. So he'll just be getting even more and more of a workload. Uh 
that's the only thing I got for him. I mean, I get it. And the, and listen, the uh, you figure the touchdown gonna... the touchdown rates. Of course, that seems like it should regress and you know change or whatever. But like, boy, I don't know. I don't know. It's just Cordero Patterson. Wow. DeAndre Swift has ninety carries for two hundred and eighty nine yards. Man, that's like three yards a that's carry. Three, yeah. lightly over. You know, two like his receiving. His receiving's great. Of course, but he's their primary back. He's yeah. their primary ball carrier. Three point two yards a carry. Yeah. Woof. See the uh, the Lions' average yards per attempt and as a whole. But yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's bad because he's by so far the best running back. Yeah. So would you rather take Cordero? I think I would, honestly. Okay. That's fair. I really, I really think I would. So that and means you're I, officially on the Atlanta Falcons bandwagon too. Are you joining uh, me? No, I'm not. <laughs> you cannot have him. You get DeAndre Swift. And you're on like, the yeah. Lions. Well, you're on the Lions bandwagon for sure. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be. Give me another blind resume. All right, we're going to the wide receiver position, and once again, this is the past four weeks, same number of games played. Four okay. or three games. Four. Okay. So, wide receiver A has 43 targets with 29 receptions for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver B has 50 targets for 31 receptions, 256 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, nearly the same, except one has more targets. Very similar. Yeah, I think that's the only difference. I'd go with wide receiver B because of the targets. Seven more targets, two more receptions. Nine less receiving yards. Okay, same touchdowns. But these guys are, yeah, again, nearly identical. Yeah, they're separated by two fantasy points again. So it's like a, non, a non-factor. Both played four games. So uh, Seven for 60 a game. You know, it's sort of what they're sitting at. Seven for 65 or whatever. It's kind of slotty type receivers, it seems like. Do you have any guesses as to who either one of them are? Well, we've already, I feel like we've already burned like the Hunter Renfros of the world. So <laughs> I almost not, did Michael Pittman again. Not him. So it's not Michael Pittman. I bet one of them could be your boy Tyler Boyd because he did have that one good game. Although I don't, know if that's, <laughs> I don't think he's had two touchdowns, honestly. And I don't think he gets seven for 65 each game either. So definitely not Tyler Boyd. Okay. Maybe, um, maybe Jalen Waddle. He had one high target game and one not so high. Jalen okay. Waddle could be wide receiver B. Yeah, I don't know. So two of those. So wide receiver A was Jalen Waddle. So you, oh, really? You did not nice. pick him, but you, you called it. So good job. Okay. Wide receiver B is Tyreek Hill. Oh, woof. <laughs> yeah. Tyreek Hill was wide receiver B. I mean, you picked woof. him, but he and Jalen Waddle are essentially the same in the past four weeks. Man, I was looking at um, using Hill in my blind resume, and I didn't go back to the last four games. But his targets were so high that I was like, eh. I mean, you obviously want to go with him. Right. But like his, even his receptions, yards, like all that, I was kind of like, I mean, he's, he's had a good season overall. Last four, I bet. I mean, this is really surprising. You know, last four, he's been way off. Yeah. That's something right there. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Jalen Waddell, right up there. Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill. Who you got rest of the season? Who you got? Who you got? All right, here's my last one. Okay. Um. These are wide receivers. These are yep. full season as well. Full season. And this is not going to be a difficult decision okay. uh, because they're very simple. It's just like what you just I'm gave sure me. It's just weird comparison. basically the same. But like yeah. what I what I want to say is like there's something really interesting about it. So yeah. wide receiver A, 69 targets, 46 catches, 682, and six touchdowns. Okay. B's got 68 targets, 46 catches, 632, and four touchdowns. So it would be on the uh, what were the um, receptions for B again? Both 46. Both 46. Both have 46 catches on 69 or 68 targets. A's got 682 yards. B has 632 yards. A's got six touchdowns. B has four touchdowns. So obviously okay. you're going to go A, right? He's got 50 more yards, same number of catches, same number of targets, and two more Yeah, touchdowns. I mean, if you're just going straight by that resume, then yes, you would, you would clearly have to go A. So here's what's interesting is that... Can I guess A? Sure. Just based on the six touchdowns, just because I feel like I did this guy earlier. Um, is A Hollywood? A is Hollywood. Wow. So who's and now serious as who B is? B is Justin Jefferson, okay. which has not been bad. And so, like, no. you know, again, similar stats, but less touchdowns. And you're like, oh, yeah. t- maybe touchdowns are fluky. But Hollywood Brown, and we did it earlier, but I think we both thought like, yeah, maybe it's a little fluky, whatever. Yeah, but like, same thing. He's I mean, kept consistent, it up. you know, he's kept it up. 
Justin Jefferson drafted number 21 overall. Hollywood was 104, and he has 18 more points than wow. Jefferson. And so you're just kind of like, dang, man, this guy is – he's legit. He's legit. This yeah, year, I, he's just, legit. I just pulled up his game log. He only has two dud of a games where he had three catches for 53. That was week three against Detroit, of all of them. And uh, week six against the Chargers where – they were cruising the whole game. So he had four for 35. Other than that, he's had no less than 19 fantasy points. Yeah. He's wide receiver seven on the year. Jeez. Um, actually that may not even be right. One, two, three. Yeah. He's wide receiver seven on the year. Seven. 153 points. Jeez. Hollywood it's been consistent Brown. to your point. It's been consistent and wide receivers are, that's a group where like you will literally never have a guy who gets double digits every week. Not even Devontae Adams in his best season ever. Not even Michael Thomas in his best season. Like That just doesn't happen. They always no. have one or two where they're going to end up just like that eight points or seven or maybe even a dud, you know, like three or four. But, I mean, there are more consistent guys and less consistent guys. This guy's been as consistent as anybody. Mm-hmm. Which is bizarre to hear of a Ravens wide receiver with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, but he's showing he can throw. So, yikes. And we, I think we all knew Hollywood was a stud coming out of college, but we weren't sure it was a good fit, you know, in right. the system. But. I don't know. Rest of season. I don't know that you, I wouldn't scoff if someone's like, I'll trade you Justin Jefferson for Marquise Brown and be like, yeah, this is a decent deal. You know, yeah. I don't know that I would hate that. Truthfully. Again, that's the beauty of blind resumes. Again, I just pretty based on the numbers. You go with a, but you ask me preseason. I'm like, hell no. Do I want Hollywood Brown? Right. Yeah. So it's not even just like, Oh, surprise stats. Like these are legitimate. Like we're getting to the point in the season where it's kind of like, you may actually want to make some of these moves. You may want to actually look at these guys and, trade for them. And if you think you can get Justin Jefferson value for Hollywood Brown, he didn't have the name value to your point. You might be able to make a deal. So worth a look. Let's hit some waiver wire targets real quick here. It's a little slim on the quarterback side of things. So I would just say, unless you're streaming this week, if your guy's got to buy Russell Wilson, looks like he's going to come back back, magically. Um, So unless you're streaming or have an injury, I probably don't need anybody here. We're not sure what's going to happen in New Orleans if they're going to keep Trevor Simeon or go to Taysom Hill. Wish they'd go to Hill. That'd be much better. Colt McCoy was serviceable. Kyler could play again. Uh, Baker looked better with OBJ off. Heineke's got Tampa Bay. If we need a streamer, that could be a good matchup. I would just like to say, I know we mentioned this last episode or two episodes ago where I made an oopsie where I had Carson Wentz be my waiver priority when I was going for, uh, who was I going for? I think Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing. I think that ended up working out for me because he actually, he got me 31 points last week. He balled out this week. That's so true. For Carson Wentz, if he's available, he has been rock solid the past four or five weeks. So I think he's got something like six or seven games in a row with double to like 20 points. Plus. Oh, yeah. At least in our over league. 20. He's been, and he got me th- really solid. He got me 31 last week. So, yeah, I agree. There. Go for him. Running back is where the action is going to be, I think, this week. So, yeah, it's always if if somehow James Conner is available in your league, you got to jump on him. He's, he's not be available unless you're in he like was, a eight. He was like eight percent owned on the ESPN leagues. So there were some leagues, but those, some of those are like you have to start every player you have. Yeah. So obviously he's going to be a priority. Um, Jordan Howard, if you need a one week guy or maybe maybe more, he'd be a good waiver priority. I would I would jump on him. Eno Benjamin in Arizona looked good. Trucked. Drake or Patrick uh, in route <laughs> totally to a pretty thing. nice touchdown. Um, so if, if Arizona turns out to, to put Connor and Benjamin in the formerly Edmonds and Connor roles, then you expect Connor to get around 15 carries. Benjamin probably gets around 10 Yep. and Benjamin, they both, both get some rece- receiving work. Hopefully uh, I think he'll be a legit startable flex guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Devontae Freeman, we talked about him earlier, but, Again, I think you can flex him. You and, and worth be fine. On, your, on your bench. He's worth it. I think he'd be worth having for sure if he's available in your league, Yeah, uh, especially if you need depth. Be good. Wide receiver. Dude, I told you. Brandon yeah, Ayuk. <laughs> I told you he's coming. Eight targets. Second behind Debo's nine. He had six for 89 and a touchdown. He looked good. I've heard some reports that he is practicing harder. That was apparently one of the big issue. Would you say he's focused I'd say he is prepared and focused. <laughs> he, um, I guess some of his teammates and coaches were calling him out about it was practice. I think it's what the big thing was when they said he wasn't being a professional. I think he was not practicing hard and he got called out. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. And he's had to work his way slowly out of that doghouse. But I think he's I think he's getting there and I think he'll be solid the rest of the season. We got Elijah Moore here. We talked about him. Is he a potential second half stud? Rashad Bateman, kind of the same thing. Bateman had eight targets this week, five for 52. I think both these guys could be second half studs, could be nice little flyers for you if you want to stash them, if you got room. 
Um, I think you it also know. helps in Baltimore when they were trailing to the Vikings. So Lamar had to. That was some. weird. But you know what? It's been a weird year, and Baltimore's been one of those teams that like they'll come out flat and get smoked by the Bengals, and then they'll go out and curb stomp the Chargers, and yeah. you just don't know what you're going to get. So, and also like the game script thing. I will just say this about this season. Like teams that are up are still throwing. It's not like yeah. you just run the ball forty times in the second half of your up. True. Teams are getting up and they're like, We gotta be up by twenty eight <laughs> before we many. feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, it's just so they're still passing the ball. And then some tight ends to keep in mind. These are guys, again, we don't usually advocate for waivers on these, but these guys have been solid. So Dan Arnold has been good. Make it a repeat appearance. You're the only one Jaguar this week though for you. That's true. But he had he had four for sixty last week. He lines up as a receiver most of the time. He had seven yep. targets. Um, clearly there's something going on there. Urban Meyer loves the guy. Tyler Conklin also had seven targets, five for 45. We told you about him last week as well. I think Logan Thomas is expected back from IR this week, I think. So he was having a nice beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. If somebody dropped him and said they couldn't afford to save a tight end, which I'd understand, check and see if he's available. And then Fryermuth, I'm telling you what, man, he's a thing. It's, it's a thing. It's, it's not going to be every week now. maybe, but he's got two touch, two more touchdowns this week. He's balling out. I like that guy because uh, I think when I was watching the game last night, uh, I don't know if you heard this soundbite, but when the Steelers drafted him, someone called Big Ben. I can't Bruce, Arians. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. You're right. Yeah, yeah it was Bruce Arians who called like, you're going to love this guy. He's a Heath Miller type. He is a Steeler tight end. Yeah. And yeah, I know, love that. Yeah. So he's proven it. He's tough. He's a big body. You can get open. He's becoming a favorite target of Ben in the red zone. So I can't hate that. He's got great hands, you know. Yeah. He just he catches what you throw to him. Yep. He doesn't screw up, and that's that's more than a lot of people can say in the NFL. <laughs> he doesn't screw up. So yeah, I like him a lot. I I started him in multiple leagues this week, and he did me well. Yep. He won it. He won a game for me in in this league in our league. Oh yeah, he did because you were won a game for me in another league too. Coming in last night, you were struggling. You were behind. I needed a big game from him and Deontay Johnson. I needed. I think I needed like seventeen total points, and I ended up cruising. Yeah, just which was two, great. Two from Freemuth to do that for you. So there you go for the Yahoo League update. I cruised again. I'm still in sole possession of first place. I think I have a two-game lead now over everybody. You do. And I do have the most points. So I'm looking pretty good. I'm you know, I'm never going to sit here and brag about regular <laughs> season wins, but it's looking pretty good. Hey, watch uh, out for me, though. I've won three, of my last, won three of my last four. Be careful. He's coming on I'm strong. Officially, I'm officially in playoff contention. I have, I'm in the sixth spot for that last playoff spot. So be careful, man. Just watch yeah. out. You're cruising, man. I'm I'm scared of the listeners and their influence <laughs> on your team. I'm scared of other people smarter than you yep. managing your team and doing it well. Doing it right. So, yeah, you're on fire, man. You're doing great. I'm stoked for you. It's really good. It was a really close close week for most of the matchups. Yeah. I mean, everybody was kind of between that like 100 and 115 points for the most part. Well, I was, was weird. I was nervous going into last night because he still had Allen Robinson. I felt relatively confident because I was up like 25, but I was just thinking, my luck, he's going to somehow go off for like three touchdowns and but luckily he was held in check. So he did. I mean, Robinson actually probably the best game of the year, yeah, I'd say. which is sad. He looked better <laughs> and they were, they were connected. He actually caught passes that were thrown to him and fields yeah. actually threw it to him. Well, he caught one that was streaking on the sideline, almost scored at the end there. I was like, no, he went down like the five or six yard line. I know you're sweating on that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Hey, how'd Sonny do? Sonny troll still undefeated. Yes! Nine and Oh, yes! nine and Oh, she smoked Matthew. She beat him by like 40. Wow. Um, yeah, she had Carson Wentz. I got she picked him up for the bye for her fill in this week. What I tell you, because uh, she had Heineke on a bye, so she picked up Carson Wentz, blew it out, picked up Fryermuth instead of Higby, benched Higby, although Higby did score. Fryermuth two touchdowns, killing it. Yeah, dang. All right, good. I don't know. Yeah, she is. She is the current uh, troll champion. She is asking <laughs> me now for the belt. She wants the belt she wants already. Belt. Yeah, she's she's. I don't know. She's asking for the belt. So uh, we might have to make something happen there. Also, I want to give a. Very special shout out. Happy birthday to Sonia Troll today. Hey, her birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to her. She is 30 something uh, again. And <laughs> the best present you can get is a fantasy win. So happy birthday. That's right. That's right. That's right. She's nine and zero, undefeated champion of the world. Okay. Happy birthday, mom. Love you. Hope it's a good one. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this week. Um, I'm going to go back to my mansion and clean out some ghosts. Uh, hopefully I can find some mushrooms in there and make me a little bit bigger, but We'll see what I can get. I'm a save of the princess. Luigi time? Question mark? Come on. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything by the end, man. I thought I had a whole episode. Nothing came to mind for Luigi. It's really sad.
it's a really sad character in, in general, I'd say. At least it's not Luigi. I mean, what's even sadder? Waluigi. Waluigi. <laughs> like, Wario was cool. It's like, oh, okay, evil Mario. Yeah. But then you get, like, Waluigi. He's just kind of like a tall, lanky, wheezy guy. Like, hey. Waluigi is basically goofy. <laughs> from Mickey Mouse Club. He's basically goofy. Like, I don't. I don't know where that character came from. Let's just throw purple overalls on everybody and call them Wah. Well, they're something. evil. They're somehow evil. I can't wait to I'm see like, some is there a Wah Toad or a Wah Yoshi? Because those would be the best. I don't think so, but I need to get some purple overalls. Wah Kemper. That would be, be pretty sweet. Wah. Wah. All right, brother. That'll do it for the folding in the cheese. As always, keep folding that cheese. Keep on folding. Shampoo is better. It goes on first and cleans the hair. Stop looking at me, Swan.